What is up, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning in to Just Talking with Steph Iliff. I am so excited for this podcast and to be bringing it to you every single week to be just talking about all the things that life has to offer us, right? I'm hoping that I can bring you some insights, some laughter, some amazing interviews with some awesome powerhouses who have let go of fear, who have totally stepped into themselves, who are living their best life so you can learn from them. I want to be talking to you every single week as well about different things that are going on in my life as a self-love coach, as a mom, as a woman, as someone who is dating and like the whole dating scene and how it's so important that we date with self-love so we don't ruin our own self-love, how to create, you know, amazing habits that truly stick with you for a lifetime so you become your best self, so you can become your inner powerhouse and how to just let go of fear and fully step into you. So every week I'm going to be bringing you different topics that align with that, different interviews with different amazing people. And we're just going to be talking about it and having the best time. So thank you so much for joining in to Just Talking with Steph Island. What is up, you guys? I'm so excited for Just Talking today. Today I have with you this beautiful, most amazing soul of all time. Like, seriously, y'all are just going to like want to squeeze her. And she looks so beautiful right now. And is like in this beautiful, bright yellow dress. And it's just like, you can like feel her energy within her. And it's just like, she's just such a beautiful, beautiful friend of mine, uh, Shalice. And I just absolutely love her. I'm so proud of her. And I'm so, so excited for this podcast today because of a couple of things. A, well, she's so amazing. She's the founder of Rainy Days Foundation. And I'm just so excited for this part. And a published author to Finding 40, A Mother's Walk with Grief. And it's an amazing book. I read it myself. And Jalise, uh, welcome. Thank you so much. And for that amazing introduction. Oh yes. my gosh. It gives me like warm fuzzies all over. <laughs> yes, girl. Cause you're so amazing. I just love you. And I'm so, so honored for this. Um, Chalice and I actually met through 97.1. So shout out 97.1. Thanks for that. And um, I was able to get to know Chalice on such a deeper level. She went through my 90 day coaching program. And then during that, she was already writing this book, but through this, she's really been able just to get it out there and get this to have happen. And not just this, but the growth that Shalice did and her own journey. And this is all her, like, right. I'm just there to help, help there be there for the support system and go through the tools that I feel like are going to help you in those moments. And she took on like every week it was, we were moving like through months. It felt like I was like, yeah, girl, like, okay, well, uh, let's go. Like I, okay. You are 100% like done. Let's go. And it was just so real and was so like, Hey, this is what's happening right now. I need to process this. Like, let's go. And like, we process so fast. Like, it's insane. Like how much you just like leveled the F up in everything that you did. And like, I just honor you for that so much. And I'm so like empowered, like impressed by it. And like, you inspire me so much. So thank you for being you and for being on today. Well, thank you so much. And thank you for being that safe space for me to be able to process those things and and be such an amazing coach and like non-judgmental and not like there was never a time when I'm like, oh my gosh, you're going to kick my butt for this. It was like, no, I'm going to own this and we're going to get through it because this is my struggle right now. So this yes. is what I need. <laughs> yes. I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, today I just want to talk about your book and like how amazing this is. Just this book in itself is like such, such a growing journey of something so, so traumatic that I would never want anybody to have to ever go through and how you were able to find like your process to grieve through that, but then also find like the gift in that and then also turn it into something so powerful. So tell everybody a little bit about your book um, and 
what, well, obviously, I mean, you have to start with the story so people can right. understand that. So go ahead. All right. Well, in June, which is almost, it'll almost be 16 years next month. Um, I lost my four-year-old boy. He drowned in, in Cherry Hill and um, it was 2004. So he, it was just an accident, an overcrowded pool. And um, the, the boy they pulled out was mine. And it was that moment of like, obviously it's every mother's worst nightmare and nobody knows how to deal with it. And usually in like high stress situations, I mean, you know, I switch into autopilot. I'm, I'm mom, like you just go and do it. But this time I fell apart and there was something inside of me that just knew that this was the start of a whole new world for me. And I was a single mom at the time. I was really, you know, struggling. And this was actually the best day that we'd had together in a long time, which was, which was also that moment of like, are you kidding me? Like it was the best day of my life so far and the worst day of my life, like instantly. And everything in my world changed. And so going through that process, it's, I mean, it's a never ending process. It's not over yet. It's never going to be over. You're never going to get over losing your child. You're not, you're not going to get over losing anyone, but especially losing your, your child. And because that's not how life is supposed to work. Like you have your babies, they're supposed to see you go. You're not supposed to see them go. And so I knew when I was going through this process that eventually I would have to write a book. So when I would journal, when I would write poetry, all the things that I would do, I would be in the mindset of one day this is going to be a book and this is going to help somebody because all the grief books, every, everyone's healing journey is different. Every grieving process is individualized. And for me, at that time, I wasn't ready to read just, I mean, anybody that gave me a grief book, it was about you know, the steps, the process of healing and, and the steps that you go through and the, the, you know, you first you're going to be angry and then you're going to, you know, do all these things. And I didn't want to hear that from somebody. It's like, no, I don't want to know the steps of healing, like of grieving because I'm going through it. Like, you're not going to tell me that tomorrow I'm going to be angry because maybe tomorrow I'm going to finally start accepting it, or maybe I'm not going to accept it for this long. Anyway, it, I wanted to share, I, I knew that I needed something to, that was real that told me about the dark side of healing too. And I did a lot of things that I'm not necessarily proud of, but that was my, that was my way of, of healing. And I, I think, think that, I, and that's what I love about it so much though, is that you're so you're honest about like the grieving process where I think that's what you're saying. Like, that's what I'm hearing from you and so much. And so much of what we've talked about throughout this too, is like, people were like, people need this. So they can hear like real shit, not just like the grieving process. Yeah. Not just like, Oh, you're going to be mad. You're going to be angry. Okay. Now you can kind of be in denial. Like, okay, great. But what if I keep going through that cycle? And what if my cycle doesn't look like that? Like, what if I stay right. stuck in that? How do I move through that? And then also right. to acknowledge, to be able to actually feel it. Because I think so often in any life altering change, we're, we're not aware of how to feel it because we never felt that before. It's unknown territory. So you're trying to learn how to navigate that. And this is where, where sometimes our worst selves show up because we've only learned how to navigate to try to survive, not thrive in that. And then most people end up just staying there where you were able to then turn it into the thrive traction. And so right. talk about that. I think that's just so empowering too. Like what, what did you seek at first to kind of numb the pain and what did that look like for you and how were you able to decide to get out of that? 
So this is a part that I actually uh, haven't talked about a lot because I was very, I felt very guilty for it. Um, and there was a lot of shame and I didn't want to hurt anybody um, because of my choices. But now that, that I've, I've, you know, written this book and, and talk about it, like it's, it's, it's something that I'm okay with um, admitting to. And I mean, I totally dove into doing drugs and drinking and that became my, that was a numbing, that was my escape. And it, it also was a way for me to, to just, and actually, I'm not going to say just forget because I never forgot. And this was the thing that was probably different than for me was that through this process and with the people that I spent most of those days with and most of that time with, I would talk about my feelings. I would process what was happening to me. I would, I would be able to be held and I would cry. And sometimes I would be able to like get out of my head and just kind of like be me for a minute and like dance around and just be like, okay, like, all right, I'm going to forget at this very moment, but then it would flip and everybody with me knew exactly what I was going through. And so they were there for me and they supported me and they loved me. And I felt like I wasn't being judged by them. I wasn't being shamed by them. I wasn't having anyone to take care of. I was getting to just be whatever stage I wanted to be in, which is, is why I feel like when I went through my process and even writing about it and reading about it over and over again while I'm editing it, I'm like, this was actually something that I did need to experience because now having fought through that, I understand even that world on such a different level. Mm. And it, I've been able to even help people and relate to people on that level and, and be compassionate and have empathy for, for that that world and and understand when, when you say that world i want you to be clear about that so when you're saying that world are you saying the world of drug use the world of what tell me tell me more about that specifically yeah the the world of drug use and so much of it is uh, and just like addiction you know, you know like it's- i was just gonna say that like not just drugs like i mean because it, it's really just addiction i mean you use addiction because it's hard to handle whatever life you're doing, you're self-medicating. And for me, I mean, it, it was, it's always, it's always kind of that ironic thing where it's like, I don't want to be put on any medication to numb the pain. <laughs> like, Zola, Wait, whatever, I, will, I will Yet, prescribe myself, <laughs> but I will prescribe myself because, and, and it's funny because for me, if I'm not like, if it's not a prescription thing, then I get to choose when I'm taking it. Nobody's going to tell me Right. So that there's like not this, it's like the factor that we try to lie to ourselves by saying, well, I'm still like in control of it. Cause no one's like telling me I have to do this and take it at this time and time. And like, I'm going to cope this way and I can control it. Like I only have to do it every once in a while. And then it becomes like this vicious cycle with, I think that is like the, almost the stepping stone of learning how to get real enough to where something has to happen for you to be like, Oh shit. Like I actually utilize this to fix my problem right now. And so what, what was that for you that woke you up to be like, okay, I'm kind of done trying to numb this, even though I I'm able to process and I'm not feeling this shame and I'm not feeling this guilt. I know that there's still another version of this. What, what helped you to go through that? There was a couple different things, honestly. Uh, the, 
the first thing was really hard to to hear because one of my friends that was in this world with me um i remember him looking at me and just saying you know Shalise, it scares me when i look into your eyes and i'm like what do you what do you mean and and he was like i see what i see when i look in the mirror because you know he was he was a lost soul as well and and he's like i look into your eyes and there's no light anymore there's just darkness there's just blackness and it scares me because that's not you and I, it, it hurt because I mean, even though I was stressed out as a single mom and there were so many things I was totally lost. I was 25 years old and trying to figure out life and trying to find my own way while trying to deal with, you know, this little wild boy that his, his dad had, had pretty much walked out of the picture. I mean, he'd come back at the very end, but you know, of, of his life, like for a little bit and, you know, just trying to manage my way through with, a, with this child. And I mean, you know, you're a single mom <laughs> and it's not, it's not easy anyway, because you're trying to deal with all this. So, but there was always, I always had this piece of hope and this light that I could bring to people and, and this playful nature that I had. And, and I still had a little bit of that, but when he said that to me, it kind of like hit me as like, okay, like I have to do something because I don't want people to see me this way. And I want to make my son proud and, and be able to help others with my pain because it's not going to do any good if I just let his, his name die with him. Mm. And if I do, if I die as well, like if I'm still alive and I'm having to suffer through this pain, I'm going to do something about it. And so that started my like at least thought process in that and that's I think when you know I really started to write again really started to like okay I really need to process these emotions but then um it's actually a blessing in disguise one of my dearest friends Rose her daughter got in a horrific accident in Africa she was in the Peace Corps and ended up um going into a coma she had a brain injury that whole pieces in my book <laughs> it's a, it's, it's well, yeah amazing. and all this like this chapters in there and it's so I love like to like going back to like what your friend said to you like he didn't see it in you anymore like that really like it challenged you and you're like oh shit like okay yeah it did <laughs> yeah. yeah and it and, even and like so, going through I like to kind of go with this a little bit if you're okay with it is like um while we were like working together on some of this stuff, like you were, you were going back through and like rewriting some of this parts of the book. And so part of it like kept coming up for you again. Like, and then like the yeah. universe gave you like different parts of you to heal through that part too. And like different people that were brought in and out of your life. And it's crazy. And I, and so I think I, I just want to honor you for doing that. Cause you had already written that you're going back through it. And it's like, you're reliving part of these, these, um, like your old selves again, you know, oh. and they start to like show up and, I wonder if that's like, so I think that happens to anybody who's writing books or who's really going through a healing process of sharing it. I know I go through that sometimes even as a coach, cause like you can resonate with what your client's going through so much. You're like, shit, like I'm actually going through this right now with you, like on a different level. Like, and it was just like, it was crazy how in sync that would happen with us too. It was like pretty cool, but talk. Yeah, it was. I was just going to say like, <laughs> are you okay? No, not really. <laughs> I'm like, I, what is happening right now? Like, what's going on? I feel this. Well, um, well, it was that. And it, it was like having to, the editing process and having to relive that. And I talk about my story all the time. Like, I've always talked about it. It's right. not something that I hide. It's not something that I suppress. But having to actually 
relive it and retell it to myself yeah. and get it out on paper over and over and over and over and over again was so emotionally and energetically and spiritually draining. Mm -hmm. But what it did for me now is like seeing that, like, and my friend was just telling me today, she's like, you know what I see in you is grit. And it was such a huge compliment Ooh, because that's yes. what I had to do to get through this process is like, I, I ha you have to keep going. You have to keep doing this. And thank goodness I had a huge support system. And I mean, a lot of things kind of fell away and, and, and broke through this too. And because, but it was because I had to be in such a space of, of vulnerability and rawness for myself that everything was amplified mm -hmm. as well. Like there was a lot of things in life that were happening that I was like, I can't handle this right now because I can barely even handle keeping it together when I'm rewriting this book over and over and yeah. over again. Yeah. And I just think that's so incredible. I think it's amazing how you're able to do that. Tell them um, more about, so obviously we're going through kind of just, we'll go through this storyline a little bit. Um, so now you're like, okay, now I, I have to heal. And what does that healing process look like for you? And then what did that, what did that, what was the lesson with all of that for you? So the beautiful thing um, from my, fr my friend whose daughter got in, into the accident, that's really when it hit me where I was like, I have nothing here. I'm coming with you to Africa to help you be because I'm not letting what happened to me happen to you. You're like, you don't, you're not going to go through this. We're going to go save your daughter. Yes. And um, she finally agreed. And we went to Africa and for, I was there for 11 weeks. She was there for 12. And that was really the first time that I realized that through my process and what I was going through, I was going to be able to really work with my son from the other side to help other people heal. And that's where I started to, and of course I continued to write. That's where I started writing my, I, I write kids books, my bug adventures. The cutest that was kids my, books. I love my son. Yes. <laughs> I'm so glad. Love but it. that's really where it was like, I didn't have a choice. Every single day I was at a hospital. Every single day I was, I was spending time helping this, this person. I, I mean, and I didn't, my, I was helping my friend's daughter who was actually my age. My friend was a little older and she was very, she's very close to my age. And I had to be completely selfless. A lot of times I did have, you know, I made some friends and I got to like get out a little bit, but probably 75, 80% of my time was spent in a hospital helping her heal. I, you know, and doing things that, that took my mind off of my own pain and was able to transfer it into a healing tool for, for somebody else. And that's really where I was like, this is what I'm meant to do. Like, this is what I have to do to get through this process is, is continue to help other people. Yeah. Which is so amazing. And what you are like, just are always trying to make this a crazy, awesome impact of getting people to really feel connected and to feel like they're being able because you see when someone's hurting and what they're going through and you've been able to do that even through your book too. Like, and help that's like your goal here is to really help people see like the real side of grief and then how to go through it but also i feel like giving them permission to feel it to not not yeah. avoid it and to also know that whatever that process looks like to give themselves grace to like okay that was just a season like you really yeah. talk about that and 
what what helped you you mentioned like the shame and stuff what helped you to release that throughout this process well i mean honestly helping other people and seeing myself in a, a different light because i mean when your child dies on your watch um basically there is so much guilt that comes from that and the guilt and the shame that I was fearing from other people was really the guilt and the shame that I was fearing from myself. And it's, it's hard to, to, to go through that, that process and not constantly think, what have I done? Like if only I should have, if I would have all of those things, you know, you start shitting on yourself (laughs) and it's, it's something that, that, I mean, we do that as parents anyway, and so when, when there's nothing you can do about it anymore, when, when my son left, he was gone forever and there's nothing that I could do to bring him back. And so there was no making up for it. And I think that's part of what I was doing is that I was, I was trying to at least, at least I could do something about to be better for my, for myself, for my yeah. son, for my, yeah. for my world. And, and yeah, that, that piece of community that you talk about, yes, it's extremely important to me because without my community that I had built before even losing my son and I wouldn't have gotten through what I went through, even though it wasn't necessarily the healthiest way, it was my community that I created that got me through it. And I was able to heal a lot through that. So my whole basically mission and purpose became creating that community for other people to be able to have a safe space to heal and to talk about things and to be raw and, and say, you know, I, I really messed up today. I drank too much today, or I drank so much that I passed out or, or whatever, or I'm struggling with this addiction or that addiction and being able to say like, I understand and it's okay. Are you ready to move through this and ready to move on from it. It's not about what you're doing right now to destroy yourself. It's really about when you're ready to start to move on and knowing that you have somebody there that is not going to judge you for it. Yeah. I think that's huge is the non-judgment part of just being able to go through that and to not be able to judge yourself either. You know, especially like what what you're saying, like moms already do that so much to ourselves of like such this judgment phase, you know, then to add this on top of it, I can't even imagine as a mother, like what that feels like, what would be your advice for someone who's maybe listening to this right now, who is going through that? Um, Maybe you know, they're, they have had like a lot of miscarriages and they're, they're taking blame on this for themselves, or they did just have a son or daughter pass away, or maybe it has been 16 years and they're still holding on to this. What, what would you say to them that could, what would you just, what would you offer? Like what piece of advice would you offer them? Well, there's two pieces I would like to actually address in, in this, for that question, because the thing that, that keeps coming up that, that I, see over and over again is that we as parents are so quick or people in general are so quick to judge other parents when things like this happen. Mm. Um, Cause we're like, Oh, if it was my kid, I would have been there. If yeah. it was my kid, I wouldn't have done that. If yeah. it, but we all know that it can happen like that. Oh, totally. And, and you or hear like things you hear about car accidents and like, they're like, Oh, the kid flew out, but it wasn't buckled. I'm like, how often how, Ella and Harpo unbuckle themselves all the time. Like you don't, that doesn't yeah. mean that, you know, so I love what you're saying with that is 
Yeah, because it's, it's, you know, you're always like, well, I would never. And as soon as I think we even talked about this before, as soon as you say, I would never, yep. you do it yeah. and you become that parent. <laughs> yeah. And then you I, are that parent. So. And why as mothers, why as mothers or parents, why are we shaming other mothers for, for yeah. turning around and having to go to the bathroom? Or like, God, seriously, though. I mean, you know, you turn your head for two seconds oh, and yeah. in a crowded pool, yeah. your kid is going to be gone. And 90% of the time you find your kid Yep. and we've all done it. We've all been there. I don't care who you are. Yeah. We've all been there. And it's not very many times that you can say that was me and I didn't get him back. And so first bit of advice is for other mothers and fathers stop the shaming and just be compassionate. You don't, you know, they're blaming yourself. They're yeah. going to blame themselves for the rest of their lives, or at least for many, many years after. Yeah. And it's going to, I don't blame myself anymore. I've actually gotten to a point where I don't blame myself. I still am sad about it. I still wish that it wouldn't happen, but I have to look at it from a different side. Mm-hmm. And, and that's where, you know, my, my healing process started to, to really take effect was when I was able to start looking at it from a place of gratitude yeah. of healing. just seeing it from the other side. Absolutely. Right. But so anyway, that's, that's my little tangent on that because we do it way too often. I love that. And well, I, I love that you brought myself. up that you're not doing that anymore. So I, and I feel like that gives hope to anybody who's in that space right now that like, yes. And as you guys just heard her, she's saying like, okay, what got me to the other side of that spot was to decide that she was ready for that and then to learn how to see the gratitude in that and did not take the blame in herself anymore. That was the key there, right? To let go of that shame of the right. blame. And that is shame is just all we do is play the blame game. And so when you're able to do that, that's when then she was able to actually shift with that. So anybody who's going through that right now, like ask yourselves that is like, okay, where, where is the blame showing up for me? And is that really shame talking? And I invite you to look at that and be like, oh, wait, what's the storyline that keeps coming up here time and time and time again? Exactly. What is the story that I'm telling myself and how, how can I start to transform this? Because, because it does start to transform. And if, if there, there is nothing else that, that, you know, my, my takeaway from all this is, is that, um, or, you know, at least right now, a, a little bit of advice would be to like you just said, give yourself grace and start to forgive yourself, even if it's little pieces of it, because eventually that forgiveness of yourself will lead to more and replacing it. You don't just, don't just forgive. I have a a friend that does a lot of emotion work and, and energy work and things like that. And, and one of the beautiful things that she says is you can't just get rid of something. So you're not going to be able to just get rid of that should have, or that guilt or that blame or that shame. You have to replace it with something. So if you're ready to start releasing that emotion, what are you going to replace it with? And mine was gratitude. Mm. So I'm grateful that I have this belief that I have and whatever it is for you. Like, I'm grateful that I have the belief that, that my son is now able to work with me through me and is able to, even if it's just the energy or the essence or whatever you want to believe through this, this process, through the tragedy. And that's where there is beauty in tragedy and it's so hard to say and i know that that a lot of people it's hard for them to hear that because they're like how can you be grateful i'm not grateful that my son died that's not what i'm saying yeah i'm grateful for the opportunity to have this pain in my life i truly am because now what i get to do with it is more than i ever would have done if 
I hadn't experienced that. Right. Well, and it I tell opened you, up a, like, new, a different version of you through your healing that opened up a different level of you. And sometimes we have to go through the hardest parts of our life to be able to see that. And that's yeah. unfortunate, but I think that I really don't ever, and I really truly believe this, that God does not give anybody something they honestly can't handle. Like it, and that's and my when, belief. When you're system. going through it, that is the worst thing to say to anyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Not in that moment, right? Like you have to ask permission, I think. <laughs> like be very this, careful. <laughs> yes. Have this conversation. But like for me, like, and I haven't lost a child, but like, I know the hard things I've gone through. And like, when I watch right. other people, it's like, they make it through it. And that's why I really don't think that it's just, you have to decide that you can get through it too, you know? Right. Well, and that's just it. You, you have to decide that you're going to wake up the next morning. You have to decide that, okay, right now in this moment, I'm going to feel this and, and, but it's, it's going to come out. It's going to get where I'm going to, I'm going to get through it. Sometimes it's just one breath at a time. And sometimes, you know, and then it goes where you're not sad for as many days anymore. Like, you know, and sometimes, and even to this day, to this very day, I, I, I run a nonprofit and I do want to talk about that because it's one of the most amazing things yes, as well I that, that I, that I do. But even in those beautiful moments where I get to celebrate other people and I, I get to see them come through, or I get to see them have those breakthrough moments or, or those smiles on their faces or anything like that. When I'm alone and afterwards, after I'm done celebrating their life, I grieve again mm. because I know why I'm doing it. And there is that piece of me that will always, even though I'm, I'm so grateful and I'm so honored that I get to be a part of, of their lives and that they welcome me in like, like I'm part of the family. The reason why they do it is because they understand Mm -hmm. that I, I'm there for a purpose and a reason. And I also know that I, they get to go home a lot of times, not every single one of them, but they get to go home and hold their babies and I get to go home and I, I have my other babies that I get to hold, but I don't get to hold the one that I'm doing this because of. And even though he's with me, he's not with me. Yeah. And that's sad. And that will always be, it's, it's not always, and it, it always depends. It always varies, but like, that's the hard part. Like grieving never ends with the child. Like you never, you never get over it. You never, it's like, okay, well, you know, I'm, I'm fine. I'm good. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, it, it really never, never does. And, and not to like bring it down, but, <laughs> but it's, I mean, it's true. And I don't want to give somebody that sense of, and, and there was a time when I was like, no, I can heal from this. Like I totally am. I'm healed. Like I'm good. I mean, I still get sad sometimes, but I'm healed, but it wasn't until I finally admitted to myself that it's okay that I'm not okay. Mm-hmm. that I really started to be like, okay, well, this feeling is coming up. I get to process this. I get to deal with it. I get to, to grieve it or honor it or celebrate it, whatever the feeling yeah. it is, and then move through it and, and be, you know, and have another tool in my pocket for when it happens again, or sometimes just ugly cry and just get it out. Yeah. And then, okay, good. <laughs> no, I think that's perfect though. It's like giving yourself that permission to do that. And I love that you're saying that you know, you're still going to have these grieving moments pull up. You're still going to have this moment where you're like, oh my gosh, like this sucks. Like I'm going home and I'm not having my baby. And like, even though you're doing something that's so great in service of someone else, like it's okay to still feel both those things at once. And yeah. it's just how you handled that. I think. And I love that. That's what your, your message is too. Is like, you're okay to keep feeling that like, it's not going to go away, but it's like how you're replacing that emotion too. And I love, 
love that that energy work there just like and that is true just replacing that so i think that's really powerful um where can everybody get your book at so it will be available on Amazon, on barnesandnoble.com, like all the, all the big places I know, right? Yes. You're so <laughs> so it's, How does it feel to be able to say that you're a published author? Oh my gosh. Okay. So <laughs> I, like I said, I've been writing this book for 15 years and I've been writing it for so long because I'm like, okay, well, when is this going to, like, it needs an ending. It needs an ending. Like, how am I going to get to an end when it's not really ever ending? Like, so finally I'm like, it's, it doesn't have to end. It just, the story, this part of it can finish and, and have an ending to the book. But, and that, so that was one of the reasons why it took me so long. And it's hard to write a book. <laughs> it is not easy. Um, but when I, it was actually just today that, uh, yesterday and today, but today when, um, my graphic designer and, and editor were like, okay, we got it uploaded. It's ready. You're an official published author. And in that moment, like I've been so excited all week. Cause I knew this was coming. I knew like we were getting all the, like everything done. Yeah. And as soon as I got that, I was like, I don't know how I feel like I was so excited and so terrified and like, I was like, what if I fail? What if I succeed? What if like, <laughs> I mean, I've already succeeded by getting it done. Like this is a huge, yeah. the biggest accomplishment of my life, but it's like, what if nothing comes from it or what if everything comes from it? And I open up and I become like all of these great things that I want to be in. Cause I want to, oh. you know, public speaking and all of this and like use this book and be like, you know, yes. I win awards and stuff. Like, oh, <laughs> yes. All all of it. It. yes. And then I'm like, what if it happens? It and will. I'm like, okay. And I started to freak out. <laughs> I get it. And, and I had like the biggest anxiety and I was like, Oh my gosh. And there were a couple of people that I wanted to tell, and I was saving it for, to tell you tonight, just, <laughs> which is the only reason why I didn't text you. But I was like, so I told my friend and she was so excited and she's like, how do you feel? I'm like, I don't know. I'm freaking out. <laughs> I love it. I love and so it. then I told another friend and I was like, and, and just like telling him finally, I was like, okay, this is good. I, I'm going to get through that. Like, okay, like we're going to celebrate. We can celebrate right now. Like, this is good. This yeah. is a good thing. And, and <laughs> And so like I worked through and now I'm super excited. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. I'm so excited. So, so excited. I love it. You're just so amazing. I'm so proud of you for that. And it will be the out for all you guys to be able to have access to that. And it's just, and I love how real you are and how amazing and how like healing this book is and how powerful it is. Um, I, even my friend Meg, she's a therapist and she read through it and just wrote you an awesome letter in there too. So I think it's just so great. Um, talk to everybody also about just how amazing you are in your nonprofit and how they could help you or what, maybe if there's anything, any offer, like anything that you need that we could support you with, with that, tell them what you do, what your mission is and how we can support you. All right. Well, my nonprofit is, that is huge for me. Um, so when I first started it four years ago, actually almost to the day, I thought that I was going to be helping people with loss and grief because that's what I do. Like that's my expertise at this point. But it turned out that the people I kept helping that kept coming to me were people that were struggling with kids that were in the hospital or that were sick or all of these different things. And so I was like, well, maybe I'm going to like kind of change it to trauma and tragedy. And that's what I'm going to be helping people with. But then 
two years ago, again, this month, actually, I met this family whose little boy went in for um, flu-like symptoms at first and ended up needing a heart transplant. And during this time, I was like, oh my gosh, like I just felt super connected to this little boy. The, the little boy that was in the hospital was the same age as my son right now, my, my son DJ. And his sister was the same age as my, my, um, my daughter. And I was the same age as, as the mom. And so like, we're like, I don't know, we just connected and it was this beautiful thing. And I'm like, I want to throw a fundraiser for you through rainy days because trauma and tragedy, like it all works out. And through this process of throwing this fundraising event for them, I met family after family that were going through this. And I kind of became the adopted aunt in the heart unit up at primary children's. <laughs> and so I was like, well, maybe. And, and the really special thing that happened during this process was, for one, um, I know that they, the mom told me, Charlotte is her name. Um, she told me that she felt my son with them while my the spirit of my son with them while while they were going through a lot of this and there were times that she's like i know he was here with us and then um i had this this moment where i was talking to the dad and and all of a sudden it hit me and i was like oh my gosh like my son donated his heart valves to save another child's life when he passed away and i never dealt with that and this was so then it was um 15 years ago well let's see 14 years ago or, you know, since the time he passed away, because this was two, two years. And I was like, I've never actually dealt with that. Like I got that, that letter in the mail saying, congratulations, your son saved another child. And that's kind of how I read it. And I was Did like, oh, awesome. The letter like, that you get notified? That's, well, I mean, 16 years ago, that's how I got notified. Yeah, I got a letter saying this happened. And I was like, oh my gosh, yeah. Like, how do you just process that? And they give you this little plaque and this little thing and I took it up and I put it on Caleb's grave and I was like, way to go, bud. And like, <laughs> but I'm like, I don't know. Cause not, I love, I mean, I'm an organ donor. I believe yeah, in that. I think that, that it should, that process should, totally. should absolutely happen. I didn't know as a 25 year old mother who just lost her son to a drowning tragically ripped out of my hands, how to deal with the fact that some other kid is running around with my kid's heart valves. Yeah. Didn't know how to deal with it. Like, and, and that's just to put it raw. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was what was going through my mind. And, and so I didn't, and I processed, I mean, it's healing is like a layer. You deal with layer and layer and layer and layer. But so anyway, I'm, I'm sitting there with this dad and we're talking and I'm like, when your son gets his heart, because I knew he was going to, when your son gets his heart, please honor that donor family. And of course I knew that they would, but I'm like, no, really listen to me. Really, truly honor this family because they're never going to see their baby again. Yeah. And I was totally blunt like that with him. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he was like, I know, like, I mean, and we'd had like deep conversations before. So it wasn't like just totally out of left field, some stranger, like, yeah. like we were pretty close. And um, so I could say this kind of stuff to him. And he was like, no, I get it. And, and, you know, and we, we talked for a while about it and he's like, that actually came to my mind right before we started talking. So it's really weird that it like hit. And I was like, well, or kind of not weird. <laughs> <laughs> That's just kind of how life goes sometimes. But 
Um, so through this process, I was like, I, I started to heal myself, this layer of seeing the other side and being a part of the celebration for the other side of it. And it was so beautiful. And then I started meeting more families and more families and really getting to this point of like celebrating their life again. And I was like, this is what my foundation needs to do like this right here. And I, I understand that it's not like, I'm not a heart mom. But it's almost better that I'm not a heart mom because I don't have a kid that's sick that I have to, you know, take care of. I can focus on my foundation. Yeah. So in doing this, I was like, but how do I focus on my foundation? And literally within a couple of weeks, if even that, I got laid off my job. And I was like, this is how. <laughs> this is how I, oh, okay, perfect, got it. Uh, yeah, exactly. And so here we go. And so now I've gotten Isn't the opportunity funny, to though, focus on that. Go back to school. We decide we're ready to do something, and then we ask, like, "How am I going to do this?" And it might not yeah. look the way you had planned, but the universe will always give you the answer. Oh, yeah. And then it just kept opening up and opening up. And, and the people that I've met and the networking and, and everything that's happened is just And it like is like exploded. a trip. Like, it's legit a trip. Like, some, like she's like, and then like, it's, it's crazy. Like, I just love Oh, yeah. It, I mean, it's like that time when, you know, and again, I've been doing this for a long time. So people that are like, oh, you're so lucky this happened. I'm like, you have no idea the work I've put in. Great. Right. <laughs> I have put in the work the time and, like and it. it's absolutely. And, yeah. and I mean, I'm not tooting my own horn by any means. Like it's been hard. It's been a lot of blood, sweat and tears and it's not even there yet. Like I'm still like baby steps. So you're asking how I can get people to help. And honestly, like I am a brand new foundation. Like we're just in the, the real growth part. We're probably maybe toddler stage now. <laughs> uh, but like, I, I need, need help with, with funding. And especially now I I've had to push my fundraiser back because of the coronavirus and everything. And, and so like, now we're just trying to keep it together. But what I do with my foundation is I take all these heart moms that, that, that I meet and we've, I've, I've helped to be able to be that, that place where, they create that community because I know how important that community is. And that's where I've taken my experience and, and been able to bring it here is because we, we're not alone through anything that we go through, even though our story might be different and what we're going through might be different, but we don't have to feel alone. And that's what I do. And even through this whole COVID thing, um, every Friday we have a zoom call where I get all my heart moms together or as many as that I can get on. And like, we just talk and we're just like, Hey, what's up? Like, and we just have, like, we keep that connection. So even though they might feel isolated, they might feel, you know, all these different things, they still feel that sense of family and they get to keep in touch. And so that's my hope with, with this is just to be able to, to let them know that they're not alone. Let them yeah. know that, that we're here. I share their stories. We make memories. I have amazing photography friends that come and take pictures. And one of the coolest things with one of the moms, she's like, you know, the day that we had a, a superhero event at Ronald McDonald house, when this was all first kind of starting. And um, I met this little boy and I just love him so much. And he was, he um, was just this baby, but the very first day he got to be in public again, basically See, with other people, we had this event and they got a professional picture with this, their little baby boy and Batman. And he was dressed in this Batman suit and, and with Batman. And she was like, 
you don't understand how important that picture is to us. Like it's everything to us. Right. And because it marks that day, that history and, and it's, it's huge. And it just like those moments are, are what I strive to, to create with, with rainy days. And how powerful is that? And I just think, I mean, it's just so amazing what you're doing and the people that you're helping and the impact that you're making. It's so incredible. And because you've gone through it and you've been, you've been in these situations, like you understand pain on a different level and grief and everything else too. I just like your heart is so there for these people and it's so powerful what you do and like the space you hold. And so, yeah, if anybody is interested in, in working with you or maybe even just even donating or anything like that, um, I'll link up how they can reach you like via email, I guess, and stuff like that. And we'll put up your Instagram and all that here too, because just, and I have, I have a website. I have a website for rainy days. It's just rainydaysfoundation.com. And it's rainy days because like we all go through rainy days, but the, it's the hope and that there's always that calm in the storm. There's always a light. There's always that rainbow. And so that's, you know, we, we hope to be that, that hope and that light through your darkest storms. So that's what, Mm -hmm. that's what we try to try to do and try to accomplish. And, and it's, it's really special because everyone knows why I'm doing it. And, and they're, they're my family now too. And my board is amazing. I have a group of amazing women that, that I've, I've been able to play to all their strengths. And, and it's so fun because these are people who I admire and have admired for so long. And now they get to, to be a part of, of my vision and, and, you know, they're my best friends and they're also, they have amazing strengths and talents on a, on a corporate level as well, that I'm just like, I'm so, I'm so blessed and so grateful, but it it didn't just come together. Like they needed to see what I was doing and and right. get behind it and believe in it. And, and they are now, and, and I couldn't do this alone and I wouldn't want to do it alone because it's so much more powerful with, with support and with a community. Absolutely. And I just love what you're doing and you have such an amazing community and you're so beautiful. And just, I just love everything that you're about. I totally see you queen. And I'm so, so proud of you. And I hope that anybody listening today, you got a ton of value out of this, go order her book. It's, you're going to need to read this. It's just going to help you through anything that you're going through. And even if you're not going through any grief at all right now, it's just an incredible book and an incredible journey. So go check it out. We'll get everything linked up for you guys. So you guys can do that. And then once everything opens back up, we're going to do an awesome book signing party. So y'all can come in and jam out for that. It'll be a way good time. But Shalise, thank you. Thank you so much for being on today. And I appreciate your time and I value it. And I just, love you um is there anything that you would like to leave us with a lasting comment or anything that that you want to say goodbye with well i guess the the only thing that that i i really want to to make sure that you guys know and and what i really try to do is that like life is about living it and and really making those memories and really creating those moments and we all have bad days and we all have those moments where we don't want to get out of bed or that we don't think that we're worth it or we don't think that there's anything that that of value in life but there's always something and just making those memories and remembering that it's it's okay to feel all the things that you're feeling because that's what makes life worth living that's that's how you write your story that's how you thrive in life that's that's what life is and that's yeah that i mean again all the all the emotions are there for a reason feel them and honor them and love them and 
cry about them and laugh about them and love them. Yes. Because that's life. Yes. I love it. You're so amazing. Thank you so much. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Have the best night of your lives. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in to Just Talking today. I hope you got some value out of it. I hope you learned something. I hope you laughed. I hope you cried maybe a little bit if it's one of those kind of episodes. I just want to thank you so much for all your love and support and you just tuning in. It really means the world to me. If you would do me an extra solid and whatever platform you're using right now to listen to it, if you just go ahead and subscribe so that way you can always know when a new episode drops for you so you can be in the know. And also if you would just go ahead and leave me a little review, mark that star, whether it be the first star or the fifth star, whatever you're fill on that day and leave me a little review. I'd love to hear from you. Thank you so much again for all your love and support. Sending you all the love and light your way. Thanks again for tuning in to Just Talking. Have the best day.